you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. In this episode, I want to go over the power of the mind, our own thought forms. In specific, I want to go over the topic of tulpas, that's spelled T-U-L-P-A, tulpa. So what exactly is a tulpa? A tulpa is a concept in both mysticism and also the paranormal of a being and or object that is created and brought to life through spiritual and or mental powers. It's a thought form come to life, an entity created out of one's mind. In Tibetan Buddhism, tulpas are human-like creatures created through meditation. With enough focus, energy, and intention, we can create an imaginary being into existence. At first, a tulpa exists inside your mind, and it's under your control. But when you start to feed it by putting more attention and or energy onto it, it will soon be able to manipulate matter and develop its own consciousness. But of course, to get to this state, it takes a lot of weeks, work, energy, concentration, and dedication. Alexandra David Neal, who was a Belgian-French author, opera singer, spiritualist, explorer, and Buddhist, described tulpas as magic formations generated by a powerful concentration of thought. It is the mind made body. To create a tulpa, there's a technique called forcing. Now, from what I've come across, there's active forcing and passive forcing. So active forcing is done through visualization, communication, conversations, and activities. Passive forcing is done through direct comments towards your tulpa. Because it starts out in your wonderland, your mind, a tulpa does not have to be a person. It can be an object, an animal, a fictional character, etc. And many create their appearance, while others let them decide for themselves. Even after the tulpa has manifested into this 3D plane, the process is never finished. It's like a human. It's an ongoing process. But why would you go through all this trouble? Why do we create tulpas? What are the benefits, if any? Well, because tulpas eventually evolve into actual beings with real individual emotions and thoughts, they'll have a different perspective in life. Not only will you always have a friend, but they can also help you overcome your fears. They can help you overcome your fear of spiders, or your fear of social anxiety, and so on. 
because they also have access to your mind, they can teach you and inform you. And it's kind of like therapy. People who create tulpas are also known as tulpamancers and are usually people who struggle with loneliness and depression. Tulpamancers are also people who have developed the ability to allow a tulpa to take possession of them so that the tulpa can interact and experience the world through us. Temporarily, of course. This advanced form of willing possession is known as switching. When practitioners do this, they completely disassociate from their physical senses and their consciousness goes into a state of lucid dreaming. Many people who first hear of this immediately think and confuse it with a mental disorder. A mental disorder such as DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, or Schizophrenia. But that is not the case. It's not a mental disorder, but rather more on the supernatural and the paranormal field. You see, a mental disorder such as DID usually results from a traumatic event, as where with tulpas, you have to consciously work on it, focus on it, and be determined on a daily basis. I have two examples of tulpas that I came across when I was doing research on the topic. The first example is from the movie Castaway with actor Tom Hanks. If you haven't seen it, sorry for whatever spoilers I'm about to give away. Anyway, Tom Hanks plays the role of Chuck, who works for FedEx, and he was on a plane over the Pacific Ocean when it crashes during the storm, and he is the sole survival of that flight. He is somehow washed away ashore on a deserted island, and then he remains there for a couple of years. And his only friend is a handmade volleyball named Wilson. The volleyball Wilson is an example of a tulpa. It helps him cope with being alone for so many years on that island. And he talks to it daily. Which is why even when you're watching the movie, when he loses Wilson, your emotions are stirred and you're able to feel compassion for Chuck because you understand that this was all he had. This object he turned into a being was helping him. The second example is a little more darker and it's that of Slenderman. Slenderman started out as a fictional character on the internet and he was described as being this eight foot tall humanoid skinny faceless being who then, with the energy and focus of many people, slowly started to take life into this physical 3D plane. And now many people today claim to have seen him, and he's pretty much blamed for the disappearances of many other people. Although, I suppose he would be more of an egregore. An egregore is like a tulpa in the sense that an entity is created by thought, but an egregore is created by the thoughts of a collective consciousness. But how do you kill a tulpa? How do you kill a thought? Can you? Well, that's why creating a tulpa should not be taken lightly. It will always be there, 
and it's going to know you better than anyone because it has access to your mind. To get rid of a tulpa, you'll have to ignore it and not think about it, and it will slowly fade away. But not only is it more difficult to not think of it, it would be like killing a person because it has feelings and a consciousness. It's a sentient being that shares your brain. This topic is fascinating to me because it makes me think, what else are tulpas? What about the people who have experienced demonic possession? Now, I'm not saying all, but there might be a few who have been tulpas, right? Couldn't they have given them life by constantly thinking about them? Maybe even fighting with them in their own minds? If they are created through focus, repetition, active and passive forcing, and then add the energy of the fear emotion, I think it's definitely a possibility. If with the emotion of fear, we can physically manifest physical symptoms, like shortness of breath, or your heart's racing, sweat, think about what a group of people can create, the collective, we can physically manifest entities. So now I'll ask a semi-controversial question. If everyone believes, puts energy, intention, and focus, and have conversations with, is God a tulpa? Or rather, an egregore? Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com and or follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond and or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or if there's any feedback or if there's simply anything that you feel like sharing, you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.